And I would say you can do it because here, you know, here I am um, 20 years after being diagnosed with lupus and being on my butt for half of those 20 years and just saying, well, it doesn't matter because I'm meant to do this for these Mm. kids. It's just changed everything in my life. Every single person has a gift to offer the world. And what does that look like? How can we inspire people to do that? Grab onto that and and be anchored in that because um, their fulfillment lies in their identity, not in their actions. You can kind of sort of BS everybody else. It's that kind of thing where you know if you're on it or not. Wake up and clean the slate. And you don't have to believe the lies that people have told you. You're not living that to its potential. It's a waste. Welcome to the Forgotten Art Project. My name is David. And I'm Shara. We are so excited to be here today. Thank you for joining us. Hello. How are you doing today? Just peachy. How are you? I'm <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. So we're here at Nikki's house today, which is which is cool. Uh, they remodeled this older house that apparently is 100 years old. And it is yeah. really cool. It is super cool looking. I love it. Thank you. It's beautiful. It's definitely a labor of love. You can tell you guys put a lot of work into it. Yeah, it's my, it was my biggest canvas. Nice. Yeah. I love it. And what fun to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on a canvas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're really invested in that canvas. Yeah. Very invested. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Nikki, you, I would call you a jack of all trades when it comes to being creative, but um, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you've been up to the last few years. Sure. Um, well, I am a wife to the most amazing guy who um, takes my ideas and makes them reality if they mm-hmm. involved any kind of power tools <laughs> um, because I've almost cut my fingers off too many times so I'm not allowed anymore <laughs> um, but he is seriously just like if you need to have someone behind you when you're a visionary and you need mm. someone who's gonna keep you grounded but keep you going mm. that, that's my guy and we have two beautiful boys Oliver's eight and Miles is six and they keep us really busy what um, yeah yeah crazy town um yeah, our, our youngest one, Miles, um, was diagnosed this last summer with diabetes, and that's been a big challenge for our family. And so we've just been learning to get through that. Type one, type two. Type one. Type one. So we sleep a lot less now. Mm. Um, but, you know, he's still just as awesome as ever, and we're, it's a learning curve. Um, so we have that going on. We um, have a roommate who we adore. Who um, his name's Wario, and I first met him my first trip to Ethiopia um, five years ago. He was the guide on that trip, and he's pretty much one of my favorite human beings. He's amazing, and so our family's blessed by having him here with us. So that's our crew. Um, nice. We have been in the process of trying to adopt a son or daughter. Um, our, years has that been now? Um, been the process has been, we've been in it about four years. Um, we didn't get very far because things kept happening. Um, Ethiopia would close off and then reopen, and we just felt like that's where we were supposed to stay. Mm. Um, but they have finally passed um, 
a law in parliament banning international adoption. So um, we are praying about where we're going to go next for our adoption journey. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, So that's our family. Um, I am um, crazy brained, always thinking of the next creative thing to do mm-hmm. and always have been that way. I'm messy, messy, unorganized. I guess it's disorganized. True artist. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I drive lots of people crazy, including <laughs> my husband. But um, yeah, I have always loved art since I was just teeny tiny. And um, in all the trials of my life, I feel like I've used it to pick myself up off the floor. And um I especially love photography. I love being able to tell a story with a camera. And so I do that. And photography brought me back to Ethiopia a couple times and to Dominican Republic and Panama. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just an honor to shoot humanitarian trips and just capture the story of these people being helped, but also young college students helping and just to see like how it affects them and changes their lives too so it's just been a really cool journey to be able to pick up my camera and do that that's so incredible too well to be able to go on a trip to travel that's awesome and then to be able to be creative as a part of that kind of a trip because I think I struggle a little bit with well what if we were to go somewhere what's my jack-of-all-trades that I can take with me and it's hard sometimes when you're a creative person. It's like, I could talk to people. <laughs> but, well, yeah, but talking to people ends up being the, the favorite thing for people. Oh, yeah. The oh, best yeah. thing is just to build relationships. I oh, mean, yeah. you could go there with nothing, no trade, just a smile on your face and something to say and a hug. And mm-hmm. you'd be a rock star. Yeah. Well, that's encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, I've seen many of your photos and they're beautiful. And they definitely do tell a story. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. So you have a really exciting project that you're working on right now. Can you tell us um, where that came from, where your heart was at with why you would go there and um, what you're you're trying to do right now? Yeah, um, I am so excited. It's called The Makery. And um, just such a perfect name, I love that name. <laughs> right? Makers yeah. gonna make. Yes. <laughs> um, and I am just pumped. Um, just this week, we secured our advisory board uh, for the makery, and and we're ready for our launch in less than two weeks on May tenth. Wow. Um, and this story, I used to say that it started on my first trip to Ethiopia, but. Um, I've kind of discovered that that's not true. I think it it started a long time ago just mm. by my love of creativity and um, my desire to help people has always been kind of at the forefront of my life. And I didn't really realize those things um, on my own. It really took people close to me to say, you're always helping and mm. you love this, this, and the other. You love hosting, you love... Um, teaching people to create things. So um, what are you going to do with that? Who in your life specifically do you feel really spoke to you or spoke into you? Oh my gosh, my best girlfriend, Hannah. And um, she is also the person who asked me like, 50 weeks in a row to go to church. And I thought, uh, nah. That's a very specific. (laughs) Well, I'm just guessing. It was like forever, every week. 
And yeah. I, I can specifically remember like picking it up. Uh, today's not good. Hanging up the phone, going back to sleep. But I did finally go to church one day um, with her and never stopped going. Mm. Got baptized about six months later. Mm. And because of that, went to Ethiopia for the first time wow. because it was with that church that my husband and I went. So um, she has been the strongest powerhouse behind this. From the start, she's like, okay, I'm on board. This is perfect. What can I do? How can I help? Um, so she is our co-director and she is flying in from Austin, Texas to be here for the week of the launch and help get things really going. Yeah. Oh, so you get to hang out with her too. I get to I get to put my head in her armpit. Aww. She's like a foot taller than me and, and that's that's our head. So it's comforting. <laughs> Pet me. <laughs> yeah. I love female relationships. Oh. We can be so awkward and they are, amazing. They are so good. Um, but I also just have, like, Ryan has been 100% behind. Mm. That Ryan's my husband. Mm. And my kids, they love the idea of helping kids on the other side of the world and, and also here. And um, my family is just incredible. They um, support me. All the, you know, through this whole thing, I have two incredible sisters, three brothers. Mm. My parents um, were in the Kickstarter video that we just finished. Mm-hmm. And I just love, I love that they're involved and they're always encouraging. So that's awesome. Yeah. So what an incredible support team that you've had. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, they're great. So I, I interrupted with that question, but you were talking about how um, you kind of got started in this process and you've had some really great um, help along the way. Um, but where did the idea come from? Well, hold on. Let's. What is the makery first? Oh, and then, so sorry. Then we can talk about our camp, right? Because nobody knows what the makery is. Yet. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> it's a mystery to all of you. That's I right. Everything. What is the makery? <laughs> okay, so the makery is a nonprofit for youth, um, a ministry in which we use the powerful tools of art and music and creativity to um, build friendships and confidence and um, just come alongside and help kids who are underprivileged or at risk um, to give them not just basic needs, but to use that power that art has to lift people. Um, I mean, this is about a kid who's been bullied at school, um, asking him what his creative dreams are and Mm -hmm. saying, here's an electric guitar and here's six months of lessons and we want to encourage you to to do what lifts you up makes you feel great um that's really our aim is to help kids who've been sick kids who've escaped the sex trade kids who are orphaned who are um dirt poor but they want to do these things that um, are just out of their reach and we want to put these tools in their reach Mm -hmm. and um so yeah, that's that's what the makery is. Um, we are going to have two centers when we first start. One's going to be in Ethiopia, just outside of the biggest slum um, in the city called Kora. And, um, and that center in Ethiopia will have kind of a focus on coming beside families and making sure that they're um, stable, that they have food, that the kids can go to school, we're hoping to have a water well built into the center because that's 
a really important thing there is that, you know, kids aren't going to school because they're walking to and from every day to get water for their families and things like that. So that will be included in our center, but Mm. it's also going to be, you know, providing painting tools and photography lessons and um, videography and woodworking. So, so that we're allowing kids to um, explore what they, what they love, but also uh, to potentially have skills that are going to help their families Mm. when they're older and help families to not dissolve, which, you know, helps there be less orphans. (laughs) And that's the goal um, there is just to really um, provide confidence and also to provide, um, you know, sustenance for these these families. And, um, And then it looks a little different here at home. We don't necessarily have to provide... Um, like actual needs. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty, we have them pretty much met. But, you know, in some cases, I imagine that that we will still. Yeah. Um, but, but the focus is going to be much more on what's in your heart. What do you want to create? Let's create it. Mm. What an incredible opportunity. Um, sorry, my brain's just like going in different directions. Like there are programs out there, mm-hmm. uh, but this one is different, I think, mm-hmm. in the kind of hope that it's providing, um, that um, these kids are just getting an opportunity to do something that's not just like what they have to do in order to survive. It's let's let's get that idea going for what do you want to do to live further Yeah, out. That creativity pushes yeah. your, your head and your heart kind of further uh-huh. out to explore what could I do? Yeah. Who could I be? And it's interesting that you brought that up because um, about four years ago, after my second trip to Ethiopia, um, is when... You know, I had already had in my mind, I really want to help these kids. I mean, I can't just go and see and come back and do nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want I want to start a nonprofit and, and help. But what is it going to look like? And I just kept hearing, it, it needs to look like art. It needs to mm-hmm. be where, where your heart is and, and marry those two things, your heart for kids and, and your heart for creating and um, and so when I would approach people with this idea, there was a lot of kickback mm. um, simply because, you know, maybe I wasn't conveying the idea well enough or maybe I was and they just were still like, well, there's just so much poverty and, you know, so many people are hungry. Do we really need to be buying guitars and cameras? And, and my answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes. I mean... You can, you know, feed these kids until they're 18 years old, and then what? Yeah. Keep feeding them or let them feed themselves. Yeah. 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 And and empowering them with that identity. This is who you are and what you are capable mm-hmm. of doing. But now you have tools and a space and encouragement to yeah. try to be that person. Yeah, and you had someone who believed in you, who mm. came out of nowhere and said, mm. I want you to... Tell me what you love, mm. and let's let's go there. Let's do that. And I think, especially as a kid, they 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 are still maybe holding on to what they want, what they're excited about, and so to hit them at that age with that kind of a question is got to be so powerful. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really important. There's there's a couple of things. Um, one, I just had a conversation this week with a woman who's almost uh, sixty or around sixty. And, you know, her, the dialogue that she had growing up was, 
Like, go be a professional. Mm. Like, go hold your own. Like, get in the business world, be a professional. Uh-huh. Not like, what do you love? What are you mm. passionate about? What do you want to do? Um, you know, and so, like, starting that conversation at an early age can then change, like, the entire trajectory of what you think is possible as a person. If you just have that conversation with one one kid, yes. <laughs> it's totally worth it. Yeah. You know? And then also what I was thinking about is, I haven't really ever been super in this place in my life where you are completely um, focused on survival, mm-hmm. but I have been there a little bit and it was pretty eye opening for me because mm-hmm. when you're focused on survival, it's really hard to see outside of that. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to see like, what am I passionate about? What is it? Because you don't have time or energy to think about you're trying to survive. Mm-hmm. So I think this is so cool and beautiful is that you're saying, no, hey, we're going to help take care of your needs and then we're going to expand your view. Yeah. It's like really awesome. Yeah. Well, and I, I think part of what you said, I mean, hits a strong chord with me, that element of survival. I, I think that it's so important to remind yourself um, it's not about survival, you know? Um, but when you're in moments like that, I mean, how do you tell yourself that? You don't often you have somebody else speaking into you that says, this won't last. This won't last. There is more. There is something else. And you are more than what you feel like in this moment. And to have that kind of an environment is so huge, like you said, for them to to grow into adulthood instead of just making sure they don't starve, which is insanely important, obviously. Yeah. I mean, we want to make sure that there are no starving children, um, but that's part of that, you know, adulthood process yeah, as well. Exactly, and um, and I think definitely my own chronic illness plays into this so much because um, because I have been in survival mode so much, and I've felt defeated so much, and I've had to in the twenty years that I've been sick a lot. I had to find ways to get through those days, those weeks, with a little bit of positivity still in my in my head, in my heart, and um, and being able to create things, and then being able to think of how I can use this pain for good mm. has has played a giant role in the makery coming to be. So it's been motivation for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I'm so excited about this opportunity. Um, how, I mean, you obviously are doing a launch in what, two weeks from this podcast, but in March 10th. Um, May 10th, yeah. May 10th, I'm sorry, May 10th. Um, what kinds of things are you looking for from people to support? Um, what kinds of practical things can people be doing? Oh, yeah, there's so many ways. Um, I think that the first and foremost helpful way is going to be just to spread this, you know, um, there needs to be a ripple effect of, um, I'm going to tell 10 friends, but I'm going to ask them to tell 10 friends. Yes. Um, and we really need to get, um, the creative community behind it. You know, Mm. what I really want, um, this launch to, um, not just, we're not going to acquire big amounts of money from just a few, different corporations, um, because that's not what we're looking to do. We're looking to find creative people who have been blessed with 
being able to do what they want to do in their life. Mm-hmm. And we want their support. And so we're asking just for $28 from each person. And um, that's that's 50,000 people. Wow. Um, of course, we'll accept more. <laughs> I would never <laughs> say no to money for yeah. this project. But, but we just really are hoping for a ripple effect and just a huge community of followers. Um, so definitely sharing the campaign is important. Um, but at the same time, as we get through this first few weeks of launch, we're looking for creatives who are willing to volunteer Mm -hmm. their time because um, we do want volunteers to come alongside these kids and offer their talents and their time. I think that um, makes it even more special Mm -hmm. if we're not, um, you know, just hiring uh, one of each, you know, creative arts to... To come in, but just people who who care mm-hmm. and want to help kids. So we're going to be also be reaching out and looking for those volunteers to do that. Wow. So it's a call out to them. Yeah, it's definitely it's a call out for twenty eight dollars, and it's a call out to come and hang out with us. And um, and it'll be a really cool spot too because we're building a giant makery barn, and uh, it'll be a pretty fat pad. Oh, and you've had some experience putting together beautiful spaces with your home. So, you- so round two. Here we go. <laughs> Let's not get divorced. <laughs> Do you have the location already picked out and everything where it's going to be like what city? I do. It oh. is going to be here in Pierce County. Okay. And for now, that's what I'm going to divulge. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. And then, so what about like somebody who, who knows a kid? that would be a great kid for the Yes, thank you for bringing that up. I knew I was missing something about the launch. We do also want to call out for um, children to be nominated to um, receive help from the makery. Um, we have some kids already in mind, of course, that we're going to be helping right away, mm-hmm. but we don't want to say no to anybody. So we want those to come in and mm-hmm. we want to start getting to know different organizations and, and groups. And um, on our board, we have some amazing people who work with youth already, and they're going to be so helpful in, in that process. Awesome. Okay, cool. So how has this uh, process um, affected you and, and changed your, your daily or weekly life and how you feel? Oh my goodness. Um, so much joy from this because mm. um, I'm starting to see the reactions change from, I don't know about that, to super optimistic. This is going to be cool. Way to go. Um, lives are going to change. And, and you know, this is my, this is my dream job to be able to mm. do nonprofit and help. And, and especially being able to create things, um, it's just, it's just overwhelmingly cool. And so now, like, if I have a down couple days, a down week, um, physically, I am still just, like, beyond pumped um, emotionally. So, uh, yeah, and it's also just, I think, even just talking to different people and spreading the word about what we're going to do, has changed some of those people and um, given them a different perspective on um, helping kids and 
you know, not just here at home. Because sometimes you'll get the, oh, well, why do you need to go to Ethiopia? We got so many kids who need help. And, and I agree, but this is globally, you know, kids need help everywhere. So I, I'm not, I, I'm not, um, what's the word? My mind doesn't just go in one straight line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're so, not linear. You're yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. here we go. Let's just go here, 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 and everywhere. And I, I hope that these two centers turn into a lot more. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's been a long, long road to get to here. And I love I love that. Like you said, going to Ethiopia, maybe Ethiopia was maybe like a, a turning point, right, for you and like the catalyst maybe yeah, for the project. Yeah, I would call it project. The, yeah, tipping point even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then but then when you look back, you're like, now nah, I was like building towards this for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Or how long would you say before that? Like, oh, I would say 30 years. I would say since I was really little, mm-hmm. my steps have been leading towards towards this. I mean, just everything from... Um, going, I mean, I worked in corporate America, downtown Seattle for 14 years, uh, doing desk work and it was so not me. (laughs) We're in the Um, country right now for our listeners. Uh, There's a barn outside the window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a little bit. Yeah. That was not me. It was a sweet paycheck and I'm glad that, um, you know, I got to make a living that way, and, and it helped Ryan and I propel ourselves to be able to build our dream house and for me to be able to now focus on this project. Um, so I'm grateful for those years and that job, but it was just not me, and I was doing creative stuff on the side anyway. And so when I um, finally decided, yeah, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm just going to do photography full-time. Mm. It was such a breath of fresh air. <laughs> and, yeah. and then, you know, now even um, setting my camera down kind of for a while and focusing on this is, is even cooler because uh, of the, where it's going to lead. Yeah. Did you, uh, when you were transitioning out of um, working in, like the corporate world. Yeah. Were you doing a lot of photography on the side or did you yes. just like, shot? okay. Yeah, I was. I, see there, I think there's a ton of value there. I think a lot of times we think, uh, okay, I have this job that I hate over here, but I have this thing that I love over here. So uh-huh. I'm just going to quit this job over here and just dive right into this. Yeah. But it, but life is a slow yeah. process. It is. <laughs> and and I mean, that creative might people work. hate to yeah. hate to admit that. Yes. <laughs> yes, we want things to happen. Maybe all people hate to admit that. I don't yeah. venture to say. Yeah, I just feel like that, like, quit and all of a sudden be successful over here is such a rarer thing than working hard over here doing this while working on this thing you love until you get to the point where you're like, later. Yeah. And also, yeah. it's way more stressful. Yeah. Because you already know, like, hey, I've had consistent business over here on the side. Yeah. 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 It's really cool. And I have clients that I just adore so much. So I'm hoping that I can continue to shoot their sweet faces still yeah. um, every year. Because being a photographer is so relational. Yeah. You're in their space. You're mm-hmm. a part of their world. Oh, and I am really in their space. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> 
I think some of their husbands really hate me. <laughs> You're like, this is a beautiful moment, and I will make sure you remember it. Can you please give me your sunglasses, or I'm going to punch you? <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's awesome. Well, very cool. Um, I don't know. I feel like we, we've kind of gone over... Um, where your heart's at, but what are some of the practical steps that you think you had to go through? Um, I mean, especially as a creative person to be able to accomplish so much, everything from your house and all the work that you put into it to being able to physically start a non-for-profit. That's a lot of work. Um, what were some of the physical steps that you had to go through um, in order to get to this place? Oh my goodness. Well, the worst part was reading the Washington nonprofit handbook, which is seriously 500 pages of blah, 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 blah. Um, and I don't do well with that. Mm. So, but I did it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I started following the steps and mm. applying for licenses and writing um, letters and proposals and then uh, praying over who was going to be on this team and what we were going to how we're going to make this work. And that's been crazy for me. Like even just to be able to have a folder and put all these things in it as they come in the mail is so not myself. <laughs> and, um, but I do, I have a folder yeah, and I have lots of approval letters and licenses and that's exciting. Mm, yes. Um, yeah. So, so getting the actual um, nonprofit status mm. was a journey. And then also, I mean, I've been funding this um, myself and Ryan have been funding it um, out of sales of things that I create. There is a mm. makery market mm. online and, and we're launching a brand new market with new product at the same time as this campaign launch. Um, so we're just making and making and making stuff and selling it. And that's been really, really fun. Yeah. I'm not sure I even answered that question, but I think so. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, oh, and I just lost my train of thought, but um, there, oh, I know what I was going to say. There's this beauty in, like, all the stuff that you're not normally organized in or that you don't want to do, but you're willing to do it because of the fact that you're like, I believe in this thing so much. Yeah. Yes. I think that that's just forcing a, myself to do it. Oh, right. today is the day I have to go open a bank account. Yeah, but you, <laughs> you, you kept doing all that uncomfortable, annoying stuff that you hate because it mattered enough. Yes, yeah. and because I get like 15 text messages a day from Hannah. <laughs> and she's like, I'm so proud of you. Do this, do this. And she makes spreadsheets and she's like, Have you looked at the spreadsheet yet? got lots of cool stuff in it. You always have a friend that's uh, lighting that fire underneath you. Yeah, she is the most perfect um, friend to have alongside for this project and many other things, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Love it. And um, she lives so close to Waco that when I get to visit her, I get to go to Magnolia, which is my spot. (laughs) It's like your... Um, heart animal, or what do you call it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my my spirit beast. Yes, <laughs> it's a place. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome, very cool. Um, I did have another question, but I kept getting distracted because I'm just loving this story, and it it is so much work for you to have to do all these detail oriented things, especially like you've said a few times where you're this visionary, 
Um, and so often I think as visionaries, and I relate to being a visionary, <laughs> often as visionaries, we, we dwell in the big picture. And that's where we find a lot of our strength. Yes. You have this big picture. And then even the communicating with each other, you can express that passion that you have through that communication. Um, but then the hard work and the effort that you have to put into those things is um, you choosing to put in your love. And it's not, it's not maybe that passion that's driving you. It's the love to say, I'm going to, to do these things Yeah, because I understand how important it is. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I mean, it is my heart and I'm putting it out there. And that's sometimes the hardest part of this is yeah. being translucent yeah. and being willing to be criticized so mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone agrees with A, giving. Like, mm. there are people who, yeah, if you want something, work harder for it. Um, and then, you know, and then there's there's people that are on the fence. Mm. Um, but the good thing is, is there's a lot of people who, who will support this. And so I am willing to take the criticism. That's mm. fine. Mm. Because, you know, there's also people who are going to lift this thing up off the ground. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, definitely. I, I hope that we can do our part with that as well. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, we'll spread the word. Yeah, Absolutely. and now that I know you're a musician. Oh, boy. Oh, oh no. Boy. <laughs> First lessons. <laughs> I, know, yeah. I was already thinking about it. I'm like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> and actually, I would like to learn to play the drums, so. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, sh- I should be in there with the kids learning it all. I'll be a one-man band. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Jeremy, I kind of forced Jeremy into trying to teach me because I wanted to learn an instrument and the drums just seemed like the, I don't know, I'm pretending to flip my hair, the easiest thing to try. And then I'm realizing it's the hardest because you have to have rhythm. And I don't have rhythm. Oh, dang it. Yeah, might, that might not be me. I know, right? I like to gangster dance. And um, there are videos of... You know, a couple glasses of wine in <laughs> of me um, gangster dancing. Most recently at Ryan's company party, <laughs> and <laughs> when I see the videos, I'm like, "Well, that's not what it looks like in my head." I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was way cooler than that. <laughs> yeah, I probably shouldn't try the drums either. But. Oh no, go for it, go for it. <laughs> I, I make up my own thing all the time, and Jeremy's just kind of like, "Sure." Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to do. Awesome. So uh, I have a closing question for yeah, you. Yeah, sure. What would you say to somebody who just has this this big dream, mm-hmm. this big dream, and right now, like, it, they're not sure how to get make that a reality? Like, what, what advice would you give somebody? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I would say probably... Write things down Mm. and then just take a second to, to just be quiet and let, let this dream just resonate for a minute and read over the things that you wrote down. What's important? How does this look? And what kind of small little steps can I start to take? Um, Like you were saying, you know, you focus so much on the big picture sometimes and, and then all the little things up front seem kind of overwhelming. Um, so I would say, you know, take some quiet time, breathe, make notes on what it looks like, 
big and small. And then as you go along, surround yourself with people who you know will support you, especially at first. You know, don't don't get the pessimist right off board because that can that can be three steps back or even mm. more. But uh, and I would say you can do it because here you know here I am, um, twenty years after being diagnosed with lupus and being on my butt for half of those twenty years. And just saying, well, it doesn't matter because I'm meant to do this for these mm. kids. And one way or another, it's going to happen. It might mm. take longer than I thought. And, it you know, take different <laughs> kinds of always takes longer. Yeah. Um, but, um, and, and use whatever trials you have to, to propel you and yes. to make you even stronger in your resolution. Um, because everybody has them, and that's really the reason that you probably want to do something cool is either to lift yourself up or someone else. So yes. um, go for it and don't stop. Just just do it. Just Nike. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, awesome. Nikki, thank you so much for talking with us today. It's been such a huge blessing to be able to hear your story, and I'm so yeah, what's Thank the uh, what's the so website much. where can people go find out about the makery? Okay, so um, we launch May tenth, and you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Nikki Gloff. So mm. it's N I K K I G L O F, um, and the new website is makerycreative.com. and we will have a Kickstarter campaign, and that information will be on the site as well. And an amazing video for you guys to check out. Oh, the video is so, it was so much fun. And I, I, I love the video. Yeah, watch the video. <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks again, Nikki. Thank you. Thanks so much for checking out our latest episode. Be sure to check out the show notes for any links and additional info related to this episode. You can find us on the web at theforgottenartproject.com. And we also want to make sure and let you guys know about our Facebook group. Check out our Facebook page and click on the link to our group and we will make sure and add you. It's a great opportunity to continue the conversations that we are having during our interviews and we would love to have you be a part of it. If you have a great story or you know somebody that has a great story that you think would be a great fit for our show, please feel free to use the contact form on our website or email us at theforgottenartstories at gmail.com. We would love to hear about how you are pursuing what makes you alive. If you'd like to support this project, we've created an opportunity for you to do so. You can go to patreon.com forward slash the forgotten art project. And for as little as a cup of coffee or $4 a month, you can help us move this project forward and get some new equipment. Our first goal really is just to get some nicer equipment. You can hear how nice this microphone sounds. We'd like to get a few more of these so that the audio quality sounds fantastic for all of you folks to hear. We are truly honored to get to share your story.